And now a special report. Congratulations to the Uncontrolled Airspace Podcast for podcasting for a full decade. Of course, I did the CBS Evening News for 19 years, so get over yourselves. And that's the way we get jiggy with it. Episode. 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 Welcome, folks. Bogus. Wow. Bogus. There's no question about that. Flabbergast. Episode. Episode. This is a virtual hangar flying podcast. Basking in the glow once again. Uh-huh. Well, we took the long scenic route to get there. Who cares? No, I think it's kind of cool. It is such a thrill to be here. Makes me shiver. Nobody knows. This one's pretty good. Well, thank you very much. How did you know? Nobody knows. What else do we know for sure? What are the facts here first? I'm not even sure it rose to the level of a reportable incident. Good news. Very nice. Very nice. Cool. Cool. Again. Cool. Cool. Uh, Yeah, again. Cool. Cool. Let's do this. Cool. Cool. I get it now. All right. Now, here's where it gets interesting. I wonder if there were enough things to talk about for an hour and a half. Why, why is this coming to light now? Why didn't you tell us about this? No one's more surprised than me. But here's the really cool treasure that I came across. Yes, sir, Mr. Higdon. The punchline, punchline, punchline is... Jeb's tangy. Whoa, 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 back up. I think you're on the money there. Jeb's tangy. Oh, yeah! You would have no way of knowing that. I don't know if it's true or not. What, what was his problem? Can you make that stop? Then maybe it'll be over. Here's but the punchline. Punch well, it's what we promised everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, and welcome to the part two conclusion of UCAP episode 400. In part one, we climbed into Jeb's Debonair and headed off flying across Florida. We ended up over on the Atlantic coastline at St. Augustine Airport, where we visited with UCAP pal James Wimbrandt in his hangar beside his Mooney. We then climbed back into the Debbie and launched out of Sierra Gulf Juliet for the next part of our adventure. We pick up where we left off, about 10 minutes out of St. Augustine, southwestbound for Amy Laboda's air park home near Fort Myers, Florida. Like we said on the previous leg, a lot of water out here. Yes. Central Florida. I'm noticing, like, can, over here I noticed there was a canal. Can, can you actually take a boat all the way across the Florida Peninsula? Yeah, I think there is such a canal. Yeah? yeah. Well, we were over the St. Johns River there for a while. You could run a whole bunch of Florida on the St. Johns. Yeah. Now we, who do we know is a boat person? I think uh, Turbo is also a boat person. I think, yeah, I think he is. Yeah. We'll have to ask him about that. So we're currently, what, direct Heiser, right? Yeah. Approximately where is Heiser? North of both Atlanta, I'm sorry, both both Tampa and Orlando. And we are right up here. Right, okay. And we're still waiting on clearance for higher. Actually, I'm going to decline that. Oh, are you? We're, we're doing a buck 66 over the ground on 13 gallons an hour, so I don't have any real issues. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, it looked like we should be getting a little bit of a tail. Yeah, the winds aren't working out that way, but... Yeah, they were more out of the north, down low. Well, this magic box here will tell me. Number 51 Sierra County, Jacks, approach 118.6. Jacks on 18.6 for 9451 Sierra. Appreciate it, sir. It's long. 
Austin. Jim's currently playing with the, uh, I'm sorry, what was the designated center's device again? Nine. MGT 9000. Yeah, it's giving me a contact to Orlando approach 120. Giving me a tailwind at 3000, but a headwind at 6. <laughs> so I'm staying at 5. Smart man. Jackson approaches Chancellor 140. Did you check in with Jackson? Not yet. Okay. okay. Thanks. And something only instructed you sent for Kissimmee. Got it. Yes, sir. Just here in a few minutes, we'll give you a call. Thank you. Niner 451 Sierra 5000. Number uh, 9451 here, Jack, thanks. 1100 feet below us. 0 0.3, 0 .3. Yeah, about two and a half in front of us. And climbing. And climbing. Yep, still out. Till two miles out. That little 9000 does a lot more than I realized. Yeah. This is your approach, caution, 450 out of a cow on the It's really slick. Yeah. With you. And I still can't get over how nice the screen is. It's, it's better than the 530 screen. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. 530 screens. Eight colors and 16-year-old technology. Of course, the 530 is 20 years old, so. Right. Tech for Chancellor 140 Juliet, the Fendi VFR to 5.5. State of the art at one time. It was. It was. We were big time jealous when you guys got those. I'm just happy as a, as a pig and that I've got. Yeah, sure. This, this now, still with loss on it, it's, it's, you know, like getting a new box, but I'm familiar with it. It's great. Yeah. Got all those new capabilities uh -huh. without, having, well, without having to learn a new box totally. Talk about new capabilities. Okay, here we go. That's that's just, that's a, uh, a pre-existing screen. That's traffic. That's the same traffic. Right. Okay. And then I got terrain and obstacles on the same box. Well, I see you got VTARs uh, on your uh, uh -huh. transponder. Uh huh. I didn't know I'd do that. Yep. Well, of course I should have known that. It's ADSBN. Yep. Did you see the wind barbs earlier? Hey again? Did you see the wind barbs? Yeah. Yeah. And that's Fort Myers you're looking at, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Temperature 24, 2.08. 2.4? No shit. Sorry. <laughs> Temperature 2.4? No kidding. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of warm. That's kind of warm. That's what Amy told us. She said, we talked to her yesterday. She says, good thing you're coming down tomorrow, not today, because uh, yesterday was nasty. It was nasty all over southern Florida, yeah. central Florida. It was nasty where we were. Yeah. Yeah, we had some serious thunderstorms come through and uh, heavy rain. And, uh, but it all cleared off. But it's pretty beautiful today. Yeah. Got a high layer up there. Charlie Echo Romeo, Mike. Looking along in cool, smooth air. As Ernest would say, this is the epitome of aviation. <laughs> yeah. That could be the episode title right there. The epitome. The epitome. You got hotel for two How are you going to pronounce it? I don't know how I'm going to spell it. How you going to spell it? Yeah. Well, this is okay, Jeb. Yeah, it is. Niner Delvin, Allegiant 625. Just trying to get oriented for uh, 
It's disorienting because that's track up. Uh, this is north up. Yeah, right. Right now it's north up. Anyway. Okay. I was trying to get oriented like Riza V, like Orlando. So there's an Orlando exec there, right there, right? That's right, that's the Orlando Bravo, and the blue one on the left is Tampa. Yeah, I see. Oh, look at this. Even though we're on IFR, they're uh, they're uh, threading us between the Bravos. Oh, yeah. That's to our advantage and theirs. See, I still want to see Disneyland. That's what I'm doing the research here. I'm trying to figure out where, buy a ticket. where Disneyland's going to be. Jack, Sears 522, Victor with you, 10,000. There's Disneyland. Ah, okay. <laughs> Find Disneyland on the map by turning on the TFRs. And you get a great big red circle around Disneyland. That's right. Ain't technology great. You're right, David. That's a little far away. We won't see that. Yeah, the distances can be deceiving looking on the map versus looking out the window. Why has this one got a different uh, icon? Do you know? There's a reason, but I don't know offhand what it is. Yeah. Perhaps because it might, it's more likely to be a conflict. Yeah, I can see it over there. You do see him? I do see it. It's over that big piece of green right now. Okay, I'll see him too. Oh, yeah. Because the symbology usually suggests the direction of flight. And this is just a diamond shape. 2015, Nice having that autopilot back. Big time. Looking at this development down here, residential development. For all the land you guys got here in Florida, and yet you still build houses this close together. You put a bazillion houses less than a house swift apart. A lot of these developments still haven't come back from the crash. You know, all kinds of places that got laid out, even got paved roads, but no buildings. Yeah, we've got a few of those in Kansas, too. Yeah, I'm sure we have them in New England as well. Yeah. There's water on board, cold water on board, if anybody's thirsty. I'm good, thank you very much. You want one? I'm fine. Me too. contact Tampa approach, 119 Tampon 19904 Boy, that little dog leg turn picked your airspeed up. 
Yeah, didn't it? Three, one, six, uh, west of Bartow, Crest, uh, would like to cross uh, midfield, eastbound to 2,000 feet. Calling west of Bartow, say call sign. 365 Charlie Tango. 365 Charlie Tango, what's your destination? Landing Fiero Beach. Fiero Beach? Affirmative. For 365 Charlie Tango, Roger, contact Miami Center 127.2. 365 Charlie Tango, contact Miami Center. Am I am I correct that uh, we need your we need to talk to you for a class D clearance over Bartow? No. Yeah. Uh, negative. All right. Uh, for some reason, uh, Bartow Tower sent us to you. He said 1,800 above. I need to talk to Tampa Approach uh, to cross midfield. What's your altitude now? We're at 2,000 feet. Right. Just continue southbound. Contact Miami Center 127.2. The hub on course for you in about five miles. Negative. We're uh, we're eastbound. Uh, we're trying to cross Bartow at 2,000 feet. Tower Tower informed us to contact you uh, for clearance through his class Delta. Roger. Well, I don't have time for that now, so I go around Bartow's airspace and contact Miami Center 127.2. Sorry. 365 Charlie Tango. Zero zero seven zero. Return left direct Zephyr Hills. Direct Z Hills. He tried. Yeah. yeah. Why would the Bartow Tower give a about what Tampa? Might have been just trying to get rid of him, but yeah. Or the guy misunderstood completely. Reserve Kilo Fox tried to send a maintain 3000. 3000, Zero Kilo Fox. Other aircraft calling approach say again. 6 4 Hotel, just uh, want to know when we can make our turn to the south. Okay, can you set us up for an ILS into, into Lakeland? She's going to blow a gasket. Are you requesting an ILS in the Lakeland? No, I'll be a bar. Okay, do it at one time. Uh, who's requesting the ILS in the Lakeland? Checking in at 2500. We'd like to get an ILS into Lakeland. Two three zero Alpha. That's correct. Roger, expect that. She's gonna blow a gasket. I don't blame her a bit. No. Six four hotel, turn right, direct Lakeland. Roger, six four hotel, turning right, direct for Lakeland. Thank you. The few, the proud, and the clueless. Number three two four traffic two o'clock and four miles southbound five thousand so uh, BE thirty three. That's us. Number nine four five one Sierra, contact approach one three five point five. Three five and a half. You have a better day. Five one Sierra, so long. Thanks. <laughs> Tampa nine or four five one Sierra five thousand. From nine four five one Sierra Tampa approach. Roger. Verify your uh, direct to uh, Lakeland on course. Uh, negative, sir. Our previous controller gave us a 170 heading for 20, and we're about 21 past that. We're looking for a direct destination anytime you got it. No problem, sir. I just need to direct Lakeland back on course in Miami Center. Might be able to get that to you. Okay, we'll go direct Lakeland back on course. 510. Thank you, sir. American 1246, 
It would have been harder if you follow the interstate and then turn at the... Uh, there used to be a water tower. Is it still there? There used to be a distinctive water tower. I seem to remember stories about it either changing colors or going away or... I don't see it. Uh, it may be under your nose. Yeah, I think we're not quite that one. I see a water tower. Yeah, well, it'd be more distinctive. You'd be a lot lower when you're flying. It looks like a wedding cake. No. But I remember the one time we were flying around and around Lake Parker, and the, uh, the controller kept trying to be helpful by telling you how to fly your airplane. Oh, you know, I wish everybody could see Jeb's face right now. Controllers out there, don't tell Jeb that it's time to lower your gear. Don't tell Jeb that, all right, tell Jeb what he needs to do, and he'll make it happen. I don't know if it was sun and fun or... Um, Where's all that static? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was Sun in front or uh, Sebring or what it was, but someone on some ground controller at one of those arrivals told me to lower my landing gear. So I'm not going to let you pass here unless you lower your landing gear. So I reached over and lowered it, let it, let it go all the way down and got clearance to proceed, and then Ray reached over and raised it right back up. <laughs> Tell me how I'll flop my airplane. <laughs> I'm coming in for sun and fun one year. First day of the NOTAM. That was when there was a mid-air collision on approach to 27. Yeah. And by the way, I could make Lakeland either 9 or 27 from right here, right now. Well, yeah. yeah. Easily. Even yeah, though it's sliding it. under the nose. Spent 55, 56 minutes out there. Yeah. Orbiting in that lake with the, some of the worst numb nut pilots I've ever been shared air with. Yep. Yeah, I've never been piloting command in one of those holds, but I've been passing her a couple times, and man, it's a little nervous making. Knowing that there's other airplanes doing the same thing and everybody being stressed out a little bit. So we wound up with. We wound up with three different rings of traffic, and the outer two that were wrong all wanted to merge into the first one over the north power plant. And we got all kinds of sh uh, I need vectors to the airport. My GPS just died. Sorry, sir, the airport's still closed. Uh, I'm going to have a fuel situation soon. Well, you can go to Winter Haven. You can go to Bartels. You can go to Bartow, but you can't come here. Why? Because the airport's still closed. And me being on the inside ring with the early arrivals, I'm passing guys on the outside ring, and right. one of them dropped a dime on me. I thought we weren't supposed to be passing. Uh, sir, what are you in? I'm in the Cardinal. Uh, blue and orange Cardinal? Yes, sir. Well, you're in the wrong ring, sir, and that Comanche that just passed you is in the right one. He, he gets to pass you. Oh. Because you're your cardinal. And three guys show up in air coops in formation. Two, three, two, four. Connect Jacksonville approach. One, one, eight, point six. One, one, eight. They've been cross-country together from someplace up northeast. Three air coops. They can't fly as fast as the holding pattern speed. And they want to join the holding pattern in formation. 
Sir, do you have the no town? Did you read the no town? Can you reach the no town? Are you familiar with what a no town is? Well, that's what started us off on that thing. Just passing underneath our right wing now is that uh, South Lakeland that we were talking about on a recent episode. That's a pretty airport. Grass strip. Yeah, houses, houses along one side, a uh, big triangle at one end with uh, more hangars and uh, half grass and half sand. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I've just lost sight of it under the wing, but uh, yeah, it's a nice little... It's, oh, it's a nice strip, and it's, it's long, too. Yeah. That's where we do a lot of demo work during Sunday. That's what I understand, yeah. Years and years ago, I mean, like, literally the year 2000, I think it was, I was at Sun and Fun. And as part of some work I was doing, we got a uh, a, uh, a ride on the Goodyear Blimp, or the uh, whatever it was back then, one of the uh, airships. And I think it was Bud Light, actually, or something like that. And uh, and we went motoring out over this part. This is the direction it went, um, um, sort of south from from Lakeland. And uh, and I was I was wildly unfamiliar with the area back then. And ever since then, I've been trying to understand. I keep looking at satellite pictures and whatnot, trying to picture how far out we were, where we went. That was a cool ride, though. November 51 Sierra, County Miami Center, 134.55. Miami, 134.55. 510, five, appreciate it, sir, Sloan. Okay. Good afternoon, Miami, 9451 Sierra, 5000. So 9451 Sierra, Miami Center, you're level at 5, you said? That's affirmative, 510. 510, right here. 5000, will be your final today. 5000 is fine, 510. Got Tampa Bay passing off to the right, just behind our wingtip here. Yep. A little ways off there. And we're starting to see the Gulf over there to the right. So we've gone ocean to ocean, or we will have. Almost. Station 1609 to center, maintain 8,000. I was just watching you there, manipulating your uh, your fancy new 9,000 here. I've heard people express a school of thought that these touch screens are maybe not a good idea in the cockpit. I, I have that school of thought also. Uh, because they're harder to manipulate if you have rough air. and it's Harder to manipulate in rough air. Um, L3 thought about that, and that's why it takes a little bit more of a touch uh, okay. than you might be accustomed to with an iPad or an iPhone. Uh, or any other tablet for that matter. So there's a... So... I see that, yeah. Now I do that, well, I guess it's not going to make a liar out of me. Um, but it's, you, you have to do it deliberately, Okay. the punchline. Yeah, no, I mean, if they've thought it through and they've kind yeah. of experimenting with the but, way you actually yeah. do the gestures. Out of five for three, nine or four, five, one, zero. Well, I didn't hear in that argument or that contention early on. There are times when using knobs and buttons is tough in the air. That's right. Yeah, at least the knob and the button gives you something physical tactile to actually anchor your, your, your touch on. Well, the manufacturers figured that out and started putting little lips and edges on these boxes with touch screens uh -huh. for that very purpose. Give you a stable spot to hang one finger while you use another. Okay. So that you wouldn't come back after buying their expensive box and give them another finger. <laughs> Do you think they gave you lower for their their separation reasons, or are they setting you up for I mean, helping you? I don't have a clue. Yeah. 
knew it's marginal. I was going to wait it. I was going to wait five more minutes before I asked for lower. But. Yeah, I can feel the temperature warming up. Yeah, it's going to get bumpier here in a minute. Yeah. American 1694, contact Miami Center, 126.52. We'll have higher for you. 53 X-ray, we're six to the southeast, inbound. Uh, presently, at 1,000 feet, it'll be full stop. Which is where we're going. But we're going to have to slow down a little bit. 51 Sierra, contact four miles approach, 125.15. 2515, 51 Sierra, appreciate it, sir. Niner 451 Sierra, 3000. Summer 94510, Fort Myers Approach. Go ahead. Summer 94510, no linear weather information available for uh, airport. Standby. 510, copy. That Fort Myers over at your two. No, that's um. Expect a visual approach. What's it called? Uh, uh, Fort Myers Altimeter 3004. Yeah, 004, uh, 94510 is level 3000. We'll cancel one once you have the airport in sight. That's Punta Gorda. Punta Gorda, thank you. Punta Gorda, okay. Did you cancel? Not yet. Oh, okay. So we got this bay off to the right. I forget what it's called. Is this Fort, Fort Myers? I don't know. It's got a, but, uh, yeah. And then Punta Gorda Airport is right off our, uh, our uh, sort of 2 o'clock. We're approaching Amy's Airport. We'll have it in sight in a little while. Jeb, you going to land on the grass at Amy's? No. Okay. Even Amy doesn't like landing on the grass. Well, after all that weather yesterday, they may not be a good choice to be Yeah, away. maybe. And four Myers, nine or four five one Sierra's field inside. Seven nine four five one Sierra, Roger, and advise canceling IFR. Cancel IFR nine or four five one Sierra. Seven nine four five one Sierra, thanks IFR cancellation received. Squat BFR change to advisory frequency. Good day. Five one Sierra. Traffic debonairs uh, about six to the north for landing, beginning left downwind one point nine here, full stop. Traffic, Devon Air is entering left downwind runway 9 or full stop. Really funky. We're going to roll wings level here for a moment. The runway will be dead ahead. Runway is dead ahead. Thank you. I see it now, yep. Good thing it's not bumpy or windy or dusty or anything like uh -huh. that. Yeah, we hate smooth air. We're downwind just past the numbers of gears going down. Gear is down. Down now, yep, thank you. Okay, traffic yeah, of flaps. Roll into the left base. Let's lose some altitude. Yep. Traffic debonairs, left base, runway niner, full stop. Okay, gas is on the left right tank, undercarriage is down, mixtures ridge, props set. Birds. Lots of birds. If you don't get down before those trees, you will come down at those trees. Yeah. Or you will come down further further down the runway. Yeah. So there's method to my hard landing, but 
Wow, Citation. Yeah. At a 150. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool hangar. I've seen that one before. We're rolling out on the runway here, looking at the beautiful houses along the uh, north side of the runway. Some of the hangars are open. I believe it to the left is technically the grass, but I think David's right. It's pretty saturated. Yeah, it looks looks pretty soggy from here. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not even. Yeah, no. There's a paved uh, intersection right up here at the end. Okay. And turning left here, off the runway. What a pretty place. You never been here before, David? Uh-uh. Huh. Yeah, this is a, it's, it's completely different than Hidden River. Yeah. Houses are newer, much closer together. There's, there's smaller lots and all that. Longer runway and fuel. Fuel? Yeah, they have fuel here. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, they got some sort of cooperative among all the uh, residents. The smart people. Yeah. So again, we're taxiing down a uh, neighborhood street here. Three airplanes down that driveway. Get the trash barrels knocked over. I wonder if that's accidental. I think it's the wind. Could be. Little loose dog. Let's see. What's going to happen with the dog? Vehicle helps direction. It's too bad for the vehicle. Yeah, no, I'm just making sure you see him. And welcome to Shea Mars. You're good over here. Yeah, you've done this before, haven't you? I got a bush over on the right that's kind of exciting. Anyways, we've arrived at Amy's, and uh, we're going to shut off the intercom any second here now, so uh, we'll talk to you again in a few minutes. Hey, it's an RV-10. And a kit box. And room for a bonanza. <laughs> so just seconds after we shut down the intercom and stopped recording as we were taxiing into Amy's place here, we look out the window of the airplane and there standing on the edge of your little driveway ramp is Amy standing there holding a cake. She made us a cake. I did bake you a cake from a box. I am not superhuman. <laughs> I, I don't care. <laughs> You made a cake. But it was pretty, wasn't it? It was a very nice cake. It yeah. was an angel cake with the orange slices all around the top. And um, there's a picture floating around someplace. People can dig it out if they look I hard enough. I think that when you reach milestones, you should have a cake. It's traditional. I, I so. like it. I like it. That's good. That's <laughs> good. Mazel tov. Yeah. Mazel tov. So. <laughs> orange angel food. Yeah. Very much appreciated. Very much, very much. And then it's actually been a few minutes since we shut down and found the and we're, we're shown the cake because we actually spent some time sitting in your house around your your dining room table and you you made us you not only made us a cake you made us a little a little meal and uh, we were, she she figured out that we would have been flying all day long and uh, and what and you'd be hungry yeah <laughs> so we were just chatting with the oh, cake little sandwiches snack nuts carrot strips yeah. I mean. So we had a nice night. But now we're going to talk about... We'll be back after dinner. I mean, <laughs> for dinner, right? Yeah. But now we're going to talk about airplanes so uh, and, and aviation and uh, and podcasts and stuff. So uh, um, how have you been? First of all, we're sitting... We're in your hangar now. We've moved outside, and uh, we're in your hangar. This is a great hangar. This is a bi- how big is this building? This, is a- this building is 3,600 square feet, which sounds like a lot until you start putting airplanes in. <laughs> so, 30, so would it, in fact, be 60-60? Is that what it... Yes, 60-60. Yeah, but you got two airplanes in here. And there's still room for a bonanza. Yeah. That's exactly right. And yeah. when, when the bonanza's in here, it's usually got the cowling off or it's jacked up or, uh-huh. you know, so that's that's that extra space. Now, wait, David's on that. Which bonanza are we talking about here? Are you talking? Is there a bonanza as well? 
No. <laughs> no. Any we, we, bonanza. We, when Barry would have another airplane in here, yeah. he, he would be working on it. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. So so the Kit Fox is right over here, and uh, we've talked about the Kit Fox on the uh, podcast, and I think mm-hmm. we've even, and, and you've given a number of us rides in it. Uh, it's a, really a fun airplane. You like the Kit Fox? I love the Kit Fox. Who's, what's not to love about the Kit Fox, yeah. you know? First of all, it's now 20, almost 23 years old. Really? Yes. Um, it's been through a couple engines, a couple props. A uh, couple landing gear. We, we redid the landing gear, modernized that. Um, it's been through, uh, it's, got, it's got an original engine information system from Grand Rapids Technologies from the uh, early aughts. And uh, that's still working beautifully. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you, you and or Barry built that airplane, yes? Uh, Barry builds, I help. <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> okay. Let me make that Perfectly clear to everybody out there. All right. So so that's the Kit Fox. And then over to our right here is the uh, RV. What kind of, uh, tell us what kind of RV it is. It's that's a, an RV-10. Uh-huh. Now, what, what, how are RV-10s distinctive from other RVs? It's got four seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So it's four seats, and uh, this is your go-places airplane. It's a go-places airplane. It generally has a lot more power than most other RVs, but I would say that is a very general comment because, obviously, experimental airplanes planes are experimented with mm-hmm. so um that varies berry so well the, this airplane it has a very generic narrow deck um io 540b um fuel injected uh 250 horse yeah 250 horses which is actually derated yeah. so um and it's got the lower compression pistons in it um it's got a light speed electronic ignition on one side instead of the mag um and so it's had a lot of different it's got the sleeves similar to the way gammy does things but it's not a gammy system um the idea being to balance it and get it as smooth as possible um we've done a lot of stuff with the starter the ignition um i think he went back to a bendix mag to try and smooth things out as well at the um, at the lower end of the power settings. You know, the difference in this airplane, it's 23 gallons, 24 gallons an hour on takeoff, full power, but it's 11 gallons an hour mm-hmm. over and over and over again between six and, you know, 9,000 feet on any given day. Yeah. Um, which are which are the sweet spot altitudes you generally fly it at? And you've literally flown this airplane all over the country, all, all over. over. Yeah, you, you've been all to the over. West Coast been, multiple times. And yep, been to, as far as San Diego, as far as Seattle, um, as far as uh, Maine. You know, mm-hmm. so if you really think about it, we've we've touched the corners, yeah. and it's just a sweet flyer. Yeah. It's it's a six hour trip to Wisconsin. I mean. Yeah. Got to stop for gas a couple of times because it's not like Jeb's airplane. I don't have tip tanks, right. yeah. <laughs> but but we get there and and uh, I don't know. Sometimes I think we're older than Jeb because we we do better when we get out of the airplane every two hours and stretch. I I break <laughs> up my trips to Oshkosh now. Uh, I have done in recent years nonstop returns. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you have a series of you have, you have a chain of. I was going to say drinking buddies, but that's not exactly That's right. not exactly. Lunch buddies. Lunch buddies, yeah. Uh, well, Jonathan Hardwick's the, the primary candidate. Yeah. Uh, 
and um, for two he's and a, a nice guy and B A he's a nice guy uh, B he's uh, uh, done a little bit more in this flying stuff than I have so he's always interesting to, to talk to and, and bounce things off of geographically he's almost equidistant yeah. between Sarasota and Oshkosh yeah. So it breaks it up fine. And he knows where all the good barbecue joints are. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. So now, and I'm trying not to give away, I'm, I'm really going to work at not giving away too precise an idea of where you live here. But, <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, it is it's a beautiful. It's not far from Jeb. Yeah, Let's it, just leave it at right. that. <laughs> it's a beautiful, beautiful spot here. Um, it's another, uh, as we sort of alluded to in the, uh, in the uh, when we were taxiing in um, a, 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 a residential air park, I guess is what you yes, call it, it is. right? One um, of very many in Florida. I think there's what thirty at, at least. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, how do you describe? It? Why did you end up here? If there are so many to oh, choose from. Oh, that's a good. That's a good question. I I will have to say that I married well. <laughs> okay, and I'll say that for a lot of different reasons. You know, I, I, and I, he knows it because I've said it a hundred times. I married him for his benefits. But that was when he was an airline pilot. But he also had a really good eye for for things. And I had no idea this was here. But mm -hmm. uh, he was working up here with a buddy on some warbirds and um, actually knew of some property that was for sale in the early 90s and went ahead and said, I think we should do this and, and let's put some money down. Let's get this property. We can get a loan, you know, whatever. We'll pay it off. And um, the first time I came up here, I thought it was so far outside of town, and I thought, oh, my gosh, I don't know how in the world I'm going to be able to live out here in the sticks. Um, and then I adjusted quite nicely. Mm -hmm. Once I figured out that I really enjoyed being around the airplanes and having the airplanes right here, um, things things turned around. Yeah. Now, are you from this area originally? Oh, yeah. Right? I, yeah. I grew up here. I got to got to this part of the world in 1964. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? A couple of years before you were born. Well, I just know I did jury duty and everybody was having to say how long they'd been in the area and I came up with 49 years and went, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> Help! <laughs> and then how long have you lived here on the air park? Uh, we've now been on the air park for um, going on 17 years. Yeah. Actually, 17 years. Yeah. 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 Well, it's very nice, and uh, and Thank your neighbors you. have let your your neighbors all have very interesting hangars and driveways. They do. And, they uh, do. I wish I could say that every one of them is an airplane person, but that's not actually the case here. Why would someone buy in this kind of because a community? Because they, they like to put cool things in their hangars. And if you were to wander around moving a little slower and, and nosier, you would see some pretty cool things other than airplanes in these hangars. Hint, yeah. hint. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, one of the things that is sort of has inspired this kind of funky special episode of, uh, of the podcast is, the, first of all, that it's episode number 400, mm -hmm. which is kind of cool, I guess. Um, and the other is that this is sort of the kickoff of our 10th anniversary season. This is yes. uh, um, in, in late August. We will celebrate 10 years of 10 years of doing this podcast. And, and so we're kind of looking back today. We're trying to kind of look back on, not so much on the podcast, but on aviation over the past 10 years. And I'm just kind of curious, and we've been asked, we asked James this, and, and we're going to talk about it ourselves. But what, what's your sense of, of the state of aviation, specifically general aviation, now versus 10 years ago? 
Well, I got to tell you that I am no more or less optimistic than I was probably a decade ago. And, and let me put it in perspective. A decade ago, I was here. We were, that engine for, for the RV-10 was hanging over there on an engine stand, getting ready to be hung on the fuselage. Um, we had purchased our first glass panel. We decided to have the panel done by Stein, Stein Baruch. Um, and he's up in uh, Wisconsin or Minnesota? Yeah, up in, yeah, the mid Midwest, North, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> the place where yeah. Oshkosh is. Yeah, up there. Um, and he was building us a Grand Rapids Technologies, again, up in that part of the world. I think they're in Michigan. Um, Double-screened glass cockpit, and we were very excited about it. It was cutting-edge yeah, technology. Yeah, I know, 10 years ago, right. Um, we have since finally upgraded those screens. Um, in fact, before we had the panel, they had the next version of the screens, and it was killing me because they had gone to higher res. Um, but what we were looking for at the time was something affordable in glass. Mm-hmm. And that really is what drove us into the RV-10. Uh, we were flying a 182 while we were building the RV-10, and it was a great airplane, um, but it was a very old technology airplane. And it was not what we wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted we wanted new tech, and I think there are still a lot of people out there that want new tech today in general aviation. Um, I was an early adopter with ADSB. How do I feel about that? Because I started flying with ADSB in 2011, yeah. even though I had to upgrade my box to the B standard. I am still so much money ahead on what I haven't spent on subscription weather services that I have to say, what's not to love about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's not to love about it? And of course, today you've got the Aspen avionics that you could have, I, I could have gone and, and upgraded that um, 182. <laughs> you know, you've got, you've got so many things that you didn't have in 03, 04, you know, you were looking at if you wanted glass. Well, gosh, that was a Cirrus in '04. That wasn't even a Cessna till what '06, right? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then you were looking at numbers that were really making people's eyes pop out. Breathtaking. Breathtaking was the word. Yeah. Um, I've spent so little on that panel in 2006 that I could afford to go back and do a double redo. On the on the EFIS and mm. and the multifunction display, less than a decade later, we did that what last year. So, you know, and I ask myself, when are people going to have to go through the next cycle and upgrade again? It's interesting. You just went through that, Jeb, right? Upgrading your electronics as much as anything else. I mean, your panel's still pretty classic. Yeah. But your electronics all had to be redone to become ADSB cl- um, compliant. But also, you wanted um, you wanted WAS. Yeah, well, I wanted some additional capability, and I had some things that needed to be repaired. We talked about this a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but I came out the other end um, with a good 10, 12, 15 year solution. Yeah. I won't need to do this again. 
<clears throat> and um, that got me to thinking that, well, let's see. Now, it's been about 15 years since I had any major radio work. And I, of course, the shop wanted, you know, weight and balance data to compute the new weight and balance. And I'm thumbing through the book. Got to be a weight and balance since then. No. The last one was done in like 2000. Hmm. Um, which is the last time I really made any major obvious changes to the airplane. Mm -hmm. um, so a 15-year solution is a good one. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is. And if you ask me about how I feel, you know, I look at the price of Avgas, and whether I want to believe it or not, it's well lower than it was in 2006. Right. And I so, think gas in general is, is well, much gas in general than, is. But would you have believed it? If I told you it was going to be that way, mm -hmm. if I whipped out a crystal ball and put on my swami suit and said, I forecast that you're going to have $3 a gallon Avgas in 2016, you would have laughed me off the planet. Could be, Could be yeah. You'd, you'd have been up for a 709 ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so seriously. Google are, that. Google yeah, that. Yeah, right. There are some real optimistic things happening. The other thing that I see that's good for general aviation, and you're going to laugh, is that there actually is a shortage of commercial airline pilots. And how is that a good thing? Well, they got to grow up somewhere. They got to learn to fly. They got to learn to fly somewhere, and every single airplane they're going to learn to fly in in the U.S. is going to be a GA airplane. And do you okay. know what? I was watching you guys coming on over here on FlightAware today, but you know what I saw an awful lot of? What's that? SR-20s coming out of or going into Sanford. Really? You know what's in Sanford? No. What's going oh, on there? Oh, there's a big aviation academy. It's called Aerosim Aviation Academy. It used to be originally Delta Aviation Academy and then Com Air Aviation Academy, and okay. it was bought by Aerosim. Yeah. And it is a large flight training. Okay. Um, Sanford is up just north of Orlando. Just right? north of Orlando. Right. You flew right over it, yep. as a matter of fact, or very close to it right. on the way um, down here. But I can tell you that there were a lot of SR-20s. There was a lot of C-172s out there today. Um, a lot of aircraft in the system on a Sunday, beautiful Sunday, right? Weather just cleared. Um, and what are they doing? Those are all training flights. Mm -hmm. all we saw a lot of that flights. at St. Augustine. We were, we were impressed at the amount of traffic. And, and uh, I was personally impressed by the number of 152s, or 150s, which is kind of cool. But a lot of traffic of all sorts and sizes, a lot of 150s. But we saw an Eclipse jet. Uh, there was a, uh, there was a uh, what was the uh, biz jet, the, the Citation jet that was there. Oh, CJ-3. Yeah. And, uh, and there were a couple of biplanes and, uh, you know, and so. If and you'd have gone just down the road to Titusville, you'd have seen one of the biggest helicopter training operations yeah, in the U.S. A, we saw a Citation in a hangar up here when we were taxiing in. Yeah. Yes, yeah. actually. Um, that's Canadian. And that airplane was the last C-500 series straight 500 off the assembly line oh, really? at Cessna. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. the low it, well, I don't know if it's the lowest time airframe, but it's a very low time airframe. Um and uh that owner decided to have it completely redone and re-registered -reg as a Canadian airplane mm -hmm. um when he bought it several years ago. It does have anti-skid and it does have buckets, thrust reversers, and when as long as he keeps it light 
He can get it in and out of here very safely and very simply. It's also an SP. It's a single pilot airplane, and it's flown SP. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So... Um, that so air, there's also um, a Cessna, Cessna 150 Alpha in that hangar too. Ooh, yeah, I know. That's we were. That's when we were. And an R44, in case you were wondering. <laughs> so you're pretty optimistic about uh, the the road we've traveled and and the future. I will be honest with you. I am no less or more optimistic than I was 10 years ago, which is well, to say generally I'm an optimist uh -huh, yeah. because I see no good reason to be a pessimist. If, if you got 50-50 here, you might as well look at the good side. That's, that's always been my attitude, and it yep. will continue to be. I think we will find our burbles and our bumps. I think the next burble is going to be um, the no-lead fuel, um, and it's coming. Yeah. It's inevitable. You don't think it's going to be an easy transition? No. I think that airplanes like mine will do okay, but the engine was built to accept it. I think there will be a nice chunk of airplanes out of, what, 167,000 um, GA airplanes right now. I thought I saw that the other day I was reading. But it's in, it's in that ballpark. Um, and I remember being sad because I used to think it was over 200. Um, but... Of those airplanes, there's a nice chunk of them with the 550s in it and the 540 with the higher compression. So they're getting 300 horsepower and, and turbocharged engines. And those engines are all going to possibly see differences depending on which of those no-lead fuels we choose to use. You can correct me if I'm wrong on that. I, I think I think that's basically accurate. Engines like the uh, IO TIO 540 J2 BD or whatever it's called, the the 350 horsepower Lycoming that's in the say the Navajo Chieftain, yeah. um, and um, the TSIO 520s that are in uh, uh, 421 Golden Eagles, things like that. They're they're turbocharged, high compression. Um, they may have some issues. Um, my little IO 520, uh, non-turbocharged, uh, basically box stock, knock wood, it should not have any issues, but we never know. Uh, there's some things that can be done. Uh, increasing fuel flow at takeoff, for example, will, would help uh, a lot of uh, the, the, the uh, more critical engines um, but um, it's it's kind of a wait and see thing, um, and no one's pulling a plug on on leaded fuel yet. No, you're absolutely right. That hasn't um, been done. And and, and just, any fuel has got to blend, right? It's it's got to be able to. You have to be able to mix it in the tank. Uh, point one, but point two, um, again, hundred low lead hasn't gone away, and just because the United States goes to unleaded avgas doesn't mean that, say, Mexico or Central America or even Canada uh, will do that also. Um, so there's, there's opportunities to, to get 100 low lead down the road. Eventually, those opportunities will dry up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Over the years, I mean, since you've been flying, mm -hmm. I mean, you, you've worn a lot of hats in aviation. Uh, you've been an instructor. You've been a journalist. Do you find that the, that your role, that your activities in aviation, have changed much over the t past ten years? Uh, over 
the past 10 years, I would say that I am taking less students. Other than being part of a award-winning podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not taking primary students these days. That would probably be the key. Yeah. That would be the key difference between me in 06 and today. And that's probably because I've, 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 I've had enough primary students in my life. Mm -hmm. And your instrument <laughs> students are getting really old. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of fun with my instrument students. I think, I, I think I'm enjoying flying with people in their own airplanes more, and that, that's probably one of the reasons why I'm not taking primary students these days, because most primary students don't have an airplane yet. Um, mm -hmm. okay. And I'm not in a flight school situation anymore. I'm not working with any flight schools. Mm -hmm. So that would be probably the biggest thing. But I've kind of transitioned with my um, FA FAST team rep um, position into teaching two groups. So okay. I, I do these um, safety seminars four or five times a year. Right. And I'll have anywhere from 20 to 100 people in the room. And we've usually got a topic that, you know, meets my specs and the FAA specs for what their hot button is. And uh, we pick it apart and we have a really good time seeing, you know, what's safe and what's not. And, and I have a very good time with that, mm -hmm. um, which surprises me because I generally don't like to speak in public when I can actually see the people. <laughs> Which is a little different from here. No, they're all there because they want to hear you. It's fine. They're 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 okay. Yeah. They're all they're all in their underwear. It doesn't matter. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So am I. That's the problem. We're <laughs> standing up there. <laughs> so, what do you think? Uh, what's next for aviation or for you or whatever? I mean, you're you're feeling pretty upbeat, and James, by the way, was feeling pretty upbeat too. I, I and. Uh, um, you know, what's the most interesting thing that's going to be happening in general aviation in the next few years? Oh, electric engines. Really? Hands down, electric engines. Yeah. Do you think we're going to break through on this? I mean... Oh, yeah. I think, I think we're, we're right on the cusp of some serious change with that. Look, the gliders have been flying with electric engines for years, and I think Pipitstrel has, has got that knocked um, I think you're going to see two and four seat electric um, powered and hybrid powered airplanes in the very near future. Um, and we'll have to change some, make sure that the regs are, are properly worded to allow all that to happen. But there's some real interesting technologies um, that ha I've seen through DARPA. Um, and if you go in the innovations tent, at um, EAA AirVenture, you will see the beginnings of that where they're taking these smaller electric engines and they're chaining them together. Mm -hmm. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten of them into a series, I guess is what you would call that, um, and using the energy from all of them. So as this battery power changes, as you see guys like Elon Musk sell 200, 300,000 cars that are make mass producing these batteries, I think you're going to see a battery solution that will make electric powered flight for light aircraft um, very possible. And that's going to change our noise levels, and that's going to change um, the afford affordability. Um, and also the perception that what we're doing creates a very big carbon footprint 
which there's a lot of people who are more sensitive about that today than they were 10 years ago, that's going to change as well. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking with James briefly about Part 23 rewrite Mm -hmm. and the NPRM that has just recently come out. And Amy's exactly correct. With with the electric power plants, uh, fortunately now, hopefully, we'll have a regulatory framework that we can we can leverage to hasten the adoption mm-hmm. of, of electric power plants. There's I don't know how apocryphal it is. I don't know if how anecdotal it is, but there was some discussion a couple of years ago at Oshkosh about um, how LSA won't be going all electric anytime soon because the FAA won't credit um, the power sources, i.e. batteries, uh, in the same, won't treat them the same way they treat fuel. Uh, so there's a weight problem. There's, there, there's, ma- a, there's weight a problem issue. making the weight come there, out right. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. So with, with all that going on, um, and, uh, and, and Musk and, and the, the Tesla uh, line of automobiles, I want one. Um, yeah, you're going to see a lot of uh, you won't you you're not going to see Moore's law anytime soon. Maybe applied to to uh, battery technology, but who knows what could happen? Mm-hmm. And when that when that does break, it's going to be uh, a whole new world, yeah. uh, and and the greening of general aviation will be uh, cool uh, on everybody's lips. Cool. When we get back in the airplane and start flying back up to Hidden River, I'm going to talk. We're the three of us are going to talk a little bit more about our view of the last ten years and the next ten years. But uh, while we're sitting here with Amy, you guys have any questions for Amy or comments or observations about any of this stuff? You going to come on with us at Sunnet Fun? I'm going to do my best to spend some time with you in your dailies at Sun and Fun. That's yes. right. Amy's one of the one of the busiest people at Sun and Fun, and uh, she's already been double booked when I tried to triple book her for uh, to be on the podcast. So, uh, but but you'll definitely be on some dailies, and uh, and if we can squeeze you in on Tuesday night, we absolutely will. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. Well, you were in, got involved. We we came to you very early in this podcast, um, and uh, and we couldn't be happier about that. Uh, you have been a great contributor and a great friend and a great partner in this whole thing, and and we just want to thank you for uh, for contributing to the show over the years and for being a friend and for making. You are you are you are the subject of what I think is probably the most popular episode we've ever done. The most down. I mean, no kidding. The most downloaded episode we've ever done is um, the uh, uh, the one about your ditching when you told the story of your ditching um, and uh, um, and and that's you know it's it's kind of obviously a fascinating story a riveting story it's t- tremendously educational and, and safety oriented story and so you know I want to thank you on behalf of everybody for being willing to tell that story and to tell it on our podcast it was cool well I want to thank you guys Jack and Dave and Jeb for coming to me because I really was shy. And I believe that in the last decade, you guys have managed to turn that around and make me comfortable in front of a microphone, which, uh, you know, everybody's got something in their life they got to work on. And uh, you guys have been very, very helpful. I am definitely a work in progress. But uh, I no, enjoy the have time to work with on you guys. Cooking skills because that's great. Thanks for the lunch. <laughs> yep, she made us a little lunch. It was really nice. I've no, been working no, on no. that for a long time. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> 
So anyways, thank you very much. We appreciate it. And hope you'll continue to work with us on this thing and maybe some other projects too. Absolutely. Anytime. Okay. Uh, you guys are fun to talk to. And I hope that you guys will come and be on my radio show at EAA Radio this summer. Absolutely. You betcha. Right. Wouldn't miss it. Absolutely. Wouldn't miss it. All right, then. Well, thank you, Amy. We appreciate it. Thanks for letting us stop by here on a, a sun, beautiful Sunday afternoon. And, uh, you know, and uh, David, you've never been here before. No. Yeah. What was your impression of when we, we you were taxiing in, you were like looking around? And- I'm going to see how much that house is for sale next door to Amy and Mary. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice place here. So. Yeah. It, it, it's nice. It reminds me a little bit of Spruce Creek. Uh-huh. Uh, and like Jeb was talking when we were taxiing in, it's so very different from Hidden River. Yeah. Uh, well, Hidden River is a little bit more spread out, and it's, well, it's got more. here for an hour and a half, and I haven't seen an alligator yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we got to mount up and head home. Thank you, Amy. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll, we'll see you in a couple days in uh, Lakeland, even though you're going to be busy. I'm sure we'll cross paths. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I am very confident that we will spend a little time together next week. Okay. It's always, always uh, the reason I go to the shows is because I want to see my friends. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Amy Labota. Appreciate it. Well, we're taxiing back. Uh, we're taxiing out to the runway after a, uh, you know, not surprisingly, but remarkably pleasant visit with Amy and Barry and uh, uh, some inter- interesting conversation and uh, snacks. Yeah. And uh, uh, what a... What a uh, Always fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We appreciate her taking the time. Um, Good people. Yeah, absolutely. So what's the plan here? Are you going to file again? It's just a little short nope. hop up yeah, the It's just a little River. short hop up the Hidden River. The only real challenge is... Uh, crossing over uh, Punta Gorda's Delta. Yep. So I'll probably, depending on the altitude, I'll probably either talk to them or not talk to them. Yep. And beyond that, I don't even have to change frequencies because... Oh, they have the same CTAF? Same CTAF here as, as at Hidden River, so there you go. Try to find some smooth air other than that. Yeah, it's definitely a different feel at this airpark than yours, and and neither one of them is good or bad. I mean, I'm not right. saying good or bad. Different. Different. They're just different. You know, this is much more you know almost suburban neighborhood, right. um, where yours is more rural or you know almost agricultural. I mean, if only because there's a large horse component at, at right. your place and uh, you know bigger yards and many people have fields and things like that. And this one feels a little newer, a little younger. It is newer. Yeah. Nice having a parallel taxiway. Yes, it is. It is an A model 150. Yeah, look at that. Oh, and the uh, the Robinson's there now. We didn't see it earlier, but it's been there along. This is the one with the Citation. Yeah. An R. Is it a 22 or a 44? It looks like a 44. That's a 44. And a uh, a 150. That's very nearly go fast, go slow, go upside down. That's, That's very nearly. It's a it's a variation on the uh, go go vertically. Yeah. Exactly. Go slow, go fast. Yeah. Ponies. Horses. Horses. Oh, I see. I thought you could use it all, but you can't. Yeah, sure you can. Yeah, you sure can. Oh, you're going? Oh, okay. Use oh. it all for takeoff. Can't oh, I see. There's no there's no landing. intersection crossover up down there. There may be, but I'm not going to use it even if there is. Yeah, okay. But I am going to turn around down here and get my run-up done down here. All that kind of stuff. What's the runway here? 3,000? I think it's at least, I think it's 4,000 actually. That makes more sense with that 
500 series citation uh -huh. sitting back in there. Although that was a fairly short field airplane for a jet. Yeah, for a jet. Straight wing like it is. Yeah, see, there's no crossover there. Yeah, right. What's their gas price? 278. Yeah, that's what it was here last time. Wow. Yeah, at St. Augustine, the self serve was what? 329. 329. Which was still wow. Yeah. All right. Let's see now. We're going to go to 22FA. All right, so that's done. Now, let's see. This is not working because it's we don't have any altitude. Fuel's on the right tank. Got a bunch remaining. All right, let's see. Run up. Everybody strapped in and all that. I am. Yes. Yes, sir. Now, now I ask you. Right. Locked, loaded, cell phone off. Okay, that's all done. Max, suction. Ammeter. Fuel flow. Oil pressure. Oil temp. Okay. Lights. Camera. Action. And this uh, traffic. Debonair will depart runway 9 with a left turn out. Good afternoon, Niner four five one Sierra. Number Niner four five one Sierra. Punagorda, Niner four five one Sierra is a Bravo Echo three three, or about eight miles to your south. I'd like to transit your class Delta from south to north. Number five one Sierra, Roger. You going to maintain two thousand three hundred all the way through? We're going to add two more hundred to that. Call it twenty five hundred for Niner four five one Sierra. Five one Sierra, transition approved. Altimeter three zero zero five. Report cleared to the north. Double O five. We'll call you clear to the north. Five one Sierra. Thank you, sir. Bumpy bumpy bump bump bump. You yeah. can talk now as much as you want. Thank you, thank you. So we're in the air uh, after leaving Amy's, um, and uh, we're headed uh, generally northbound, more or less direct for uh, Hidden River. We're going to go right overhead to Punta Gorda here, assuming they can let us stay on this course, which. They Sounds run. like they're gonna. And uh, we're headed home. We've been, uh, David, you back there? Oh, yeah. We've been talking to, uh, and this is a question for both of you, we've been talking to uh, James and Amy about the, the past 10 years, uh, sort of using UCAP as a, as a sort of window frame on the past here. Um, how do you guys feel about the, the, the you know, change or no change or progress or no progress of uh, general aviation over the last 10 years? David, go ahead. David. Well... What's been encouraging is to see things like uh, NextGen and ADSB start to uh, mature and the equipment become available to make it uh, usable and affordable. Jeb's flying with some of it today. Uh, what it offers a pilot that wasn't available before is it was available before, but for a lot more money. And uh, the uh, the advances in technology and solid-state panels. Uh, we've seen some improvements in engines and airframes and new designs. Uh, the discouraging part, uh, we still can't get a Congress that acts responsibly about funding the FAA on a, on a uh, solid schedule. And uh, we're still losing pilots. We have not done 
uh, we have not made a dent on reversing the shrinkage of the pilot population, and that worries me more than anything. Uh -huh. I'd agree with all that. I think the uh, the technology, technological innovations we've seen, um, you know, they're focused generally in the microchip arena as opposed to the aerodynamics or the power plant arena, although we, we talked a little bit about power plants with Amy. Um, yeah, I mean, we're still flying 1930s engine technology and 1930s airframe technology, at least in, as far as this particular airplane is concerned. But there are other solutions out there. Um, the thing that I guess I... The, the, the takeaway I would leave our listeners and anybody who knows me has you know heard me bemoan general aviation's future and uh, talk about how well you know we're, we're, we're always losing pilots we're always losing airplanes and, and you know some of that is going to continue I think the right now I'm probably more uh, up on general aviation's future than I have been over the last 10 years. Really? Okay. Yeah. And, and the reason for that, I think, um, is the new technologies. We're going to see, we, we, we are seeing now new airframes in the LSA markets. Yeah. We're going to see new airframes, new airframe technologies, I think, come uh, uh, through the, the Part 23 rewrite and, and uh, innovations attending, uh, flowing from that. We're going to see power plant innovations. Uh, we're going to see and continue to see innovations in the panels and, and innovations in, in the microchip arenas. What um, we're hopefully, you know, we'll get away from a lot of the. Five uh, one Sierra, you might see uh, Piper uh, Arrow traffic is going to be crossing in front of you from right to left. He's about two miles ahead of you. Altitude indicates three thousand, and he's talking with approach coming here. Okay, we're we're looking at him on the fish finder. Uh, we do not have an eyeball on him, but we're we are looking for nine or four or five ones here. Roger that. I look like you're following the highway north. He's just crossing the highway in front of you now, about uh, two miles ahead of you. Yeah, he must be painted gray. Roger <laughs> that. He's at three thousand feet. Uh, should be no factor for you. Just wanted to make you aware. Well, I appreciate it. No problem. Uh, we do have him in sight now. Thank you very much. Five ones here. I want to maintain visual frequency change approved. You have a safe flight, sir. You, you appreciate the help today. So long. Clear tower, Cherokee 9175 Zulu with you, ILS 4 approach. Cherokee 9517 Zulu, runway 4. You're optimistic. Option, I am optimistic. Uh, we, we, we still have just hordes of people out there who want to learn to fly. And, and we've talked in the past, in past episodes, about how. Uh, um, the typical um, prospective student pilot showing up at the typical FBO or flight training facility is going to leave skid marks uh, after uh, uh, a brief encounter with the denizens at the of the coffee pot and uh, um, getting into uh, an airplane that is older than, than he or she is. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's eventually, I think it's going to have to change if, if for no other reason than uh, these airplanes aren't going to be around forever. But I think it's also going to change uh, as the technologies improve. And we're going to see uh, people who maybe don't want to use an airplane for transportation, 
but do like the idea of, of recreation. We see the Icon A5 coming uh, finally onto the market. We see some other uh, airplanes uh, of that type. Uh, uh, I forget the, the rotable airplane is probably going to finally make it uh, uh, to market. Uh, Terrafugia. Terrafugia, thank you. Um, so I'm probably more upbeat than I have been, probably more upbeat uh, uh, certainly than I have been over the last 10 years. Okay. David, final thought on uh, the past? Well, I think Chip's right about the uh, optimism part, and I think the uh, sport pilot certificate and the light sport aircraft have helped put a dent in uh, the need for a growing population. Uh, a lot of the guys uh, adopting the light sport or old parts like us who uh, no longer want to worry about holding a medical certificate, but the people that sell them and train in them are already starting to uh, improve the flight school dynamic by coming in with new airplanes, with new products, and electronic panels, and uh, modern stuff that you can't touch for uh, under 400000 in a certificated airplane. And uh, if that continues to catch on and feed new people, well, we could very well start to reverse this pilot loss uh, point and be a growing population again. And I don't know about anybody else, but I'm going to keep talking it up as long as I got breath. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Well, I'm glad to hear you guys are so optimistic. That's great. A lot of people are, are not optimistic, and uh, and I'm, I'm pleased to hear some positive words here. Well, I, I remember I gave a presentation to a local EAA chapter years ago up in the D.C. area, and, and it was, you know, looking back on that, uh, I was all doom and gloom, and part of the punchline was, you know, GA has always been endangered. We've always been uh, worried about growth. We've always been worried about student starts. And, uh, you know, at some point you just got to say, you know, maybe worrying about those things isn't what's working, isn't working for us. And let's think about some of the things that are working for us. Let's think about some of these new, uh, new technologies and how they're being applied and how they can be applied. And I, I tend to wonder maybe that's where we shouldn't be these days. Yeah, very cool, very cool. You know, I, and not to, well, yes, I'm going to toot our own horn. Um, I like to think that we're kind of pioneers in this podcasting thing. Um, but, you know, when we, when we started this podcast almost 10 years ago, it was within two years of the invention of the podcast. Uh, it, it was a really new thing. And, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm proud that we kind of jumped in here and, and did this thing and, and, and have have created a body of work that I, I'm quite proud of. Yeah, um, I, I am too. I, I, you yeah, know, we've, we've told a lot of interesting stories and revealed a lot of interesting uh, news and, and, and got people excited. It's, it's always been a huge thrill to meet people who say that because they listened to us and were infected by our enthusiasm, and I hope that continues because I'm, I'm just hugely proud of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I, you know, we're not done. Uh, this is episode 400, the beginning of our 10th season of doing the podcast. Um, we uh, got a bunch of interesting ideas that we're going to jump on throughout this summer and into the fall. And uh, we look forward to meeting all you folks. Um, finally, I know we've got there. We have three minutes, three minutes and 50 seconds ETE to, ETE to Hidden River. i got to wrap this up. Let Jeb do some of that pilot. And uh, 
Did you actually just say shit on the podcast? I might have, and whether it lasts is another question altogether. Just, just they pilot. can't do that pilot stuff. I want to thank uh, Amy and James not only for coming on today and, and spending some of their beautiful Sunday afternoon with us, but for all of the help and support they've given to us over the 10 years. Um, they've been tremendous partners on this podcast. Uh, they've made a great contribution. They've they've helped define what, what uncontrolled airspace is, and uh, and I just can't say how much I appreciate it. Here, that. here. Yeah. And to you guys, uh, what a thrill it's been to, uh, you know, I knew each of you a little bit 10 years ago, but uh, I, I consider you two of my closest friends in the world now, and, and I, I, uh, that's, that's a great reward right there. Yes, it is. Um, and so uh, thanks for doing this with me all these years and putting up with me for those first 10 episodes till we kind of figured it out. And, uh, Anyways, final thoughts before we let Jed fly the airplane? Well, George is flying the airplane right now. Yeah, well, you're going to have to fly it pretty well, soon. My final thought, I can't believe the listeners that yeah. have spent their time and hard drive space bandwidth to download us and listen to us every time we come up with a new episode. You folks are what makes this worth coming back to time and time again. And the fact that we've helped contribute a few new ones to the pilot population is the thing that I'm most proud of. But, you know, We've been evangelists for general aviation and uh, look forward to seeing all of the people more of the time as the future goes on. Very cool. I, I would echo all of that. It's, it's, I've said this before. I'm going to say it one more time. It is just incredibly humbling to me how uh, our listeners have uh, uh, come up to us and, and uh, uh, hey, stuck with us and, and uh, uh, listen to to the rantings of, of three older white guys uh, it, it, it's 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 just amazing to me uh, but uh, uh, I'm so very grateful for it and uh, hey you know what, what's gonna happen in another 10 years who knows who knows who knows so anyways um, we'll probably come back and chat just a little bit when we're taxiing back to the house but uh, we're gonna let you fly the airplane now and uh, we're just gonna look at the scenery it's beautiful yep. we're just about to be over what Mayaka State Park here we pretty much are over Mayaka State Park yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, approaching the Hidden River area and uh, you're kind of gradually descending yep. and I'll let you take care of talking what's going on here okay well we're uh, uh, about uh, five four and a half three it says now uh, southeast of Hidden River, descending out of 1,500 feet. I'm going to give a radio call here just for in a moment. And let's do that right now. Mockley traffic, 60 Charlie, turn it final, 36. Hidden River traffic. Uh, Devon Air UCAP-1 is uh, 3 southeast, beginning left downwind, runway 9-er, full stop, Hidden River. Uh, so there's the runway, just uh, about 11 o'clock. And I'm very fast. We'll get a little gear warning horn here. Maybe. There we go. And there's Jeb's place. Yeah. And hit river traffic. Debonair is uh, left downwind runway nine or full stop in river. And hit river traffic, Devon Air's left base, Niner, full stop, hit river. Okay, and the carriage is down. Gas is still on the right tank. Mixture switch, prop is set. 70 knots over the fence. Nice little squeak squeak. 
on the ground. Terrain, terrain. Yeah, I know. The GPS has been warning us about terrain for a couple minutes now. And it's not a bug, it's a feature. Yeah. Flaps, lights. Hidden river traffic, debonair back taxi, runway nine. Looks like the wind's almost completely settled down. It has, since we yeah. yeah. It really yeah. has. It was blowing pretty good when we left here, and uh, maybe still is at St. Augustine. It was blowing pretty good at St. Augustine. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit north. When we were at Amy's, we were in the shade of their buildings. I, mean, I don't know whether there was no wind or not, but it was very calm where we were. There was a little bit of air. Just a bit of breeze. Jeb, you've been living here at Hidden River for, what, four, five, six, six years? Uh, like moved here in January of 09. Yeah. So, uh, a little over seven years. It's an interesting I'm, place, I'm, like we were talking about. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, different than uh, Amy's in that it's... Oh, yeah. You know, it's got a lot of... There's a lot of horse people here, it seems. And uh, yeah, this is a more rural, more agrarian, uh, rather than, as opposed to more suburban. Yeah. Suburban, I should say. And there's no citation jet here. There's no citation jet here. Is there a helicopter based here? Yeah, there's there's a, a hiller. Oh yeah, that's right. I've seen that. Yeah, okay. Uh, which is the hiller is I forget the model. I think I want to say UH twelve or something. But uh huh. Uh, the, it, the, the glass bubble one. It, or? Well, it, it's the Hiller copy or version of the Bell 47. You're okay. thinking of the Bell 47. I guess I am, yes. But this particular airplane, uh, this particular helicopter is a Hiller, but it's the, the Hiller that looks like the Bell 47, if that makes any sense. I think so, yes. So there's that. There's a, uh, there's a bunch of uh, smaller planes. I know there's a, there's a champ right around the corner from you. There's yep. a, is it some sort of Stinson or something like that across the street by your mailboxes there? Uh-huh. Um, there's a Stearman across there. Stearman as well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I noticed a Grumman parked up by the clubhouse. Uh-huh, that's the, that's the transient ramp. There also seems to be car people here. I know there's that Corvette guy. Yeah, this, this guy here, Yeah. Okay. he's got a Corvette. 67, 427, four-speed, he's had since new. Wow. And it's immaculate. He's got a bunch of other uh, cars in that garage, uh, including like a... There's a 61 Galaxy 500 convertible uh, oh, that wow. he's also had since new. Uh, it's got a Mopar, some, basically the same vintage Mopar uh, resto rod, uh, like a, I don't know, Dodge Polara or something like that from the early 60s. With like, a, with like a 490 cubic inch Hemi in it. Just amazing. Nice. But I noticed a there's a there's a BMW M1. BMW M1s are the holy grail for BMW collectors. There's one across the other side of the runway. Oh yeah, really? Yeah. But yeah. well, I, I noticed a, BM- a Miata parked back there with a uh, hardtop convertible uh-huh. on it and racing numbers. Right. Outside. There's there's a there's a guy who races Miatas. There's a uh, guy up the front. We talked. We just talked about. It. He's a, a late model Corvette. Specialist, he's getting six, seven hundred horsepower out of Corvettes, which is probably not all that hard. But yeah, he, it's he, not. Yep. About to make the turn into uh, Jeb's actual driveway here, so we're just about there. And we're being saluted by the pink flamingos. The pink flamingos. Thank you for that information. Which I more than once have heard Jeb use is like to get the UPS guy here, you know, or the whatever. 
Go to the driveway that's got the pink one. Although I've just given away where you live, haven't I? Uh -oh. Well, I'll paint the. Yeah. Okay. No one will notice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for listening. This has been fun. This has been a great day, really. Yeah, More than really fun. Has. This yeah. has been a great day. We had a lot of fun visiting with our friends. Did some flying and uh, covered a lot of Florida and celebrated our uh, our 400 and the beginning of our 10 and. Uh, you know, looking forward to seeing everybody at uh, Sun and Fun. Um, I'm pretty sure this is going to get onto the internet uh, before we arrive at Sun and Fun, or before really? I arrive. Before I arrive, anyway. Really? We'll see. But tomorrow's a big day, and uh, so uh, we're going to do buy, that. I'll buy you a picture if you get that done. Yeah. Okay. So uh, thanks everyone for listening tonight, this time, and, and all these years. And uh, David, what was it? Do you want to say what you're going to say? Because we 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 racked up some uh, some lifetime today. Well, we we. We put a number of hours in the air today, none of which made us older because time spent flying is not subtracted from your lifespan. That's enough. I was going to say that's enough talking. Let's go flying. But we just did the flying. Let's, <laughs> we just, go, we just did the, let's go talk. Uh, I'm going to pull this little red knob out right here. And skill and daring have cheated fate and ignorance <laughs> once again. <laughs>